When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Just $4.99 a month for your all-access pass. Playing now on Fandor is Lake of Dracula. A young girl has a terrifying nightmare about a vampire with blazing golden eyes. Years later, the dream is revealed to be a hellish prophecy when a strange package containing an empty coffin mysteriously turns up at a nearby Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another (laughs) Fandor video podcast. To my right, the great Chris Kelly. I'm Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. <laughs> how are those kings doing? Well, you know, five and six right now. We're we're a little challenged, but uh, second toughest schedule in the NBA. You know, we're we're, we're going on a good road trip, which mm. uh, which, which mm. should do well mm. for us. You're gonna kill it. I'm I'm predicting uh, playoffs for the oh, Kings this uh, year. Nice, should, Bryn. Should. How are you Bryn? doing? Uh, great. great. Just happy to be here. You know yeah. the drill. It's time to welcome our next guest. Her name is Amy. Welcome, Amy Weber. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. All right, right, Amy, you have a very compelling movie called A Girl Like Her. Can you tell us what your film's about? Yes. So the film is actually follows the story of the aftermath of a 16-year-old teen who attempts to take her own life. And a documentary filmmaker happens to be spotlighting her school as one of the top 100 schools in the nation and one of the top 10 in the state because of various reasons. And so obviously the lens then aims directly into her life, learning more about her, who she is. Her name is Jessica Burns. The story starts to unfold. We start to discover that Jessica is being brutally, brutally bullied by a girl named Avery Keller in the school who happens to be one of her former friends. Mm -hmm. And so the film takes a very unexpected twist because once we discover and see with our own eyes the proof of what has been happening between the two of them, because Jessica has been wearing a hidden camera that her and her best friend planted on her to capture all of the bullying that was happening. But what's different about this story is that it not only takes you through what the victim, Jessica, endures, but it also starts to tell you the story from the bully's perspective as we hand a camera to the bully herself to get a glimpse inside of her world. And so it's a very even balance between the story of the victim 
and the story of the perpetrator. And mm. that's what sets a girl like her apart from pretty much any other film out there that's dealing with bullying. So why this subject matter? Did this come from an experience that happened to you or someone you know? Like, why did you make this movie? Well, this is a movie that's been in the making for probably, I'd say, about 25 years because I always wanted to tell a story that was as true to life as possible of what young people experience in these adolescent years, in these formative years, and that sometimes they fall on deaf ears. I myself was a victim of bullying when I was very young. I was only six years old in kindergarten. And the backstory of that is there was a little boy in my class who I befriended one of the first days of school. He was very nice to me and sweet as can be. And then as soon as we started spending time alone at his house, he became very violent. Mm. He would lock me in trundle beds. He would keep me in the closet. He once locked me in the car. Um, and nobody would really listen until the day escalated to the point of violence that no one could deny it was happening when he threw my face, uh, actually my head, straight down towards the cement on the sidewalk because he thought I was going to go home. And uh, that damaged my four front teeth. Wow. And so everybody now knew. Well, then that after that year, school year was over, and that summer we moved to a different part of Michigan, um, far enough away that I never had to deal with him again. But it kind of changed the way I lived my life. And I became angry, mm -hmm. and especially when it came to boys. And if I saw someone pick on someone, if I even if I even perceived that you were being unkind to someone, especially a girl, I would fight you. And I would win. And so I got a lot of I got a kind of a rap of being a bully myself. And it kind of, I identified so much with this tough girl uh, identity that I got lost in it. And even though I wouldn't say I picked on people, I think there were definitely some people that would say I was very cruel to them. In fact, when this movie came out, an old friend reached out to me um, and made, she kind of just hit me right between the eyes with something that I had done to her and in middle school and I felt terrible. And so we got together and I gave her a big hug and I asked her if, you know, she could forgive me. It was something I did in our math class. I hit her and called her a name and she then said she felt stupid. And I said, don't ever feel stupid. Don't ever feel stupid for bringing to light something that made you feel small because that's what this film is trying to do. That's what on a worldwide scale. And my goodness, for me, I certainly do not deny the fact that I became mean. I became bitter and angry. And if I hurt you in any way, I want to know about it. So your bravery is inspiring to me. And it's the reason I made this film. I have, I have a couple questions real quickly because yeah. you're, you're definitely on a roll, but I, I want to know, did you ever come across that boy from being six years old? Did you guys ever cross paths again? No. Oh, you haven't. And 
I and probably today would give him a hug, but uh, <laughs> then it wouldn't have been a hug. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, you know, along the lines of the story you just told, like what's been the best feedback you've gotten or personal stories as a result of your film? As you can imagine, I've been written uh, hundreds of letters from mostly young people, but a lot of parents all o- and even teachers from all over the world. And the main theme of these letters is that the film changed the way they perceived bullies. And that was the goal that I set out when I wanted to tell the story is that the only way we are actually going to heal this epidemic and overcome it is if we can look at the abuser side of the story. It's not to, it's not to condone anything they've done. It's, nothing more than the study of this human condition of what happens to us when we're in pain. And there's a brilliant, uh, a brilliant statement that's made during the film. That's actually one of my producers fathers said this during a, a school hall meeting and he stood up and he said, hurt people are the ones that hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. And when we can understand that, that will change everything. So that's what most of the letters that came to me, a lot of people who were attempting, going to attempt suicide, completely changed their mind. After seeing what the parents and the friends went through, they never wanted to put their family through that. I had bullies reach out to me, even in their 70s, people who identified with Avery Keller, our bully in the story, and said, I think I have some people to apologize to because I relate 100% to the bully in your story. And these were grown men. I mean, Mm. this was not just a story about two girls. This touched so many people. Of course, parents and teachers thanking me for making such a film. No, and thank and thank you for capturing this. It's a it's a it's a weird time for everything. I come at this from a number of different angles as a parent of a 13 year old and 11 year old who are starting to sort of head into some of these times when things get a little bit weird, and and then as having overseen safety in the early days of Facebook, um, that was my was one of my jobs and constantly had to explain. I said, you know, first of all, we we had systems that were largely based on identity because it wasn't an, an anonymous system. Um, the bullying got traced back to who it was, and so there was some tracing on Facebook. But obviously, the talk about the amplification issues of social media is something that's a a major social discussion right now and and should be a major social discussion. But I I often had to say to, you know, to uh, law enforcement, to administrators, to parents, to everybody else is like, kids can be really mean. Like, they're just really, Mm -hmm. really mean. And that's something that's unfortunately existed in the human condition for quite some time. You have to understand it more than just say, oh, well, we just have to end bullying online or online causes it. It's like, no, no, no. This has been around for a long time. There may be amplification features, and I certainly don't think that my former colleagues at Facebook should try to run away from responsibility uh, in these areas. But you have to talk about the underlying hurt that, uh, that goes into it. And, and, you know, your, your movie is, is approaching it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So Amy, your film is a girl like her. Um, and it's been, it's, it's been out for a while now and it's on Fandor now, but, uh, what's, what's next? Like, what are you working on now? What's, what's happening today for Amy Weber? What's happening today? Well, I am actually in the process of penning, I can't call it a sequel because it's not a direct lift from the story or continuation from the story, but we are doing the next installment of A Girl Like Her, and it's actually a trans story 
It's, this one's a little different. This is a love story. This is a love triangle story that has obsession and love and coming out um, all wrapped up into uh, a teen boy and him authentically living as himself for the first time in his life and watching his life unfold in the most beautiful way and also in the most tragic way. Mm-hmm. So that's what's next. I'm also working on a, my very first romantic comedy. I did not write this one. I'll be producing and directing this one. And really beautiful story that I think will be relatable to a lot of people who still believe in the magic of love. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mm. Okay. All right, well, let's end with this. Give us uh, two or three films that really inspire you, movies that we may have been aware of or may not have heard of, um, but movies that like you yeah. draw upon often. Often draw upon. Well... One of my favorite films of all time is Begin Again, an indie film, Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley. Absolutely love that story. Uh, I relate to it on so many levels because two people, I love the way, the way music was drawn in and used as kind of the anchor of these two people's lives that were falling apart and then they find one another and everything about that film, its authenticity, uh, it touched me in every way. Old time, all time favorite um, films go back to my muse, uh, a filmmaker that inspired me when I was a teenager, John Hughes, 16 Candles in the Breakfast Club. I always wanted to tell coming of age stories as authentically. I mean, he used a lot of humor in his but he inspired me to be a filmmaker. So really anything that John Hughes touched, although extremely sexist um, in this day and age and quite offensive in a lot of ways, I related as a teen so much to his characters and how he told the story. So he played a huge role in the filmmaker. What, what have you thought about Molly Ringwald's recent writings about being in those films? Have, have you, I was assuming you've seen that and her calling out the sexism and some of the racism in the Hughes films. You know, when you're in it back in that era and this was what you were used to, and this is kind of the world that you grew up in. I think Molly uh, was firsthand probably didn't have the voice that she wanted to have here. This big filmmaker kind of takes it, takes her under his wing. It's kind of like in the same world. Do I think John Hughes was a, a, a brilliant director and writer? I do. Yeah. I don't, I think he was caught in those times that it was acceptable to call people, call gay men fags yeah. and, um, and use very sexist, uh, terminology and roles, the roles that he played. So I think that her stance on that is very true to point. You get a little older and you look back at these films and you think, wow, (laughs) did we really think this normal? But we did. We, we rolled our eyes at it a lot. Trust me, every girl back in the eighties, we rolled our eyes and we just kind of let it be what it was. But uh, it's hard 
when you when you ask that question, when you sent it to me and you asked me that question, there are so many on my list of films. Well, keep going. Let's hear a few more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do more than three. And, I've been you know. watching movies for a very long time. And sure. uh, some of the oldies, Tootsie is one of my all-time favorite movies, Dustin Hoffman. I love the I love the love story. It is really a love story wrapped in a drag queen story. And that's such a work of brilliance, uh, Sydney. Um, of course, uh, uh watching films that have us expand our knowledge of other lifestyles and especially the lesbian world, which is, I am a lesbian. So I absolutely adore when a film is done right. Two films stand out for that by brilliant filmmakers. Um, April Mullins, Below Her Mouth, very sensual. If you've never seen that one, uh, extremely sensual Um story and then although not considered a lesbian film heavenly creatures uh melanie linsky one of my favorite actors and of course kate winslet when she was only 17 not a lot of people knew who kate winslet was back then uh, i kind of discovered her early on from her early films and then melanie laurent she's brilliant i think she's a phenomenal director and she told a story uh, it's actually a French film called Breathe, and it's very much in line with uh, the eroticism that goes on between teenage girls in very close relationships when they are, come on Fast and Furious. And even though not a lesbian film in tone, the intensity of the relationship and then then how it kind of crash and burns, almost destroying this young girl's life. I think Melanie Play uh, actually told that story incredibly and uh so those are just a few well very cool amy Brutality, gladiator top of my list <laughs> well what was the one before gladiator breathe breathe okay breathe. Uh, so uh amy uh obviously you have this very important film people have been writing to you their experiences if somebody comes across your film on the fandor platform and you know, wants to share, uh, you know, how this movie affected them. What's the best way for them to do that with you? Uh, you can reach me through our website at my company, radishgroup.com. So that's radishgroup.com. And there's contacts there that you can reach out to me. Cool. Awesome. Well, Amy, we wish you nothing but the best. Her film is called A Girl Like Her. And uh, congratulations on all your success. And thank you for educating us with those great movie choices. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, Amy. Thank you. Nice talking to you guys. All right. Good, good talking to you. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Playing now on Fandor is Lake of Dracula. A young girl has a terrifying nightmare about a vampire with blazing golden eyes. Years later, the dream is revealed to be a hellish prophecy when a strange package containing an empty coffin mysteriously turns up at a nearby lake. That's Fandor, F-A-N-D-O-R, the home for cinephiles. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 